You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Little Podcast. We should rebrand to the Welcome Back to the Drive for 86 Hours to Sit in the Dome to watch a, the boringest game of all time podcast. Oh, okay. Well, we both made it to game two. Like you said, I drove a fucking thousand miles to get there for that. For that, I don't like. <laughs> Words can't even express the rage. I was in a hot mess after that game. Absolutely livid. It was everything I could do not to throw my garbage on the ace, which I'm glad I didn't do the following day. So thank God I didn't do that. After the rage has subsided. <laughs> but. You know, you get into a blind rage and never know what's going to happen. I think that because like, we were sitting in row three right in the corner and the net was right in front of us. So I would have had to shimmy over a little bit in order to toss some garbage onto the ice. <laughs> so that was probably the saving grace. But, oh, man. What did you think of game two? Dude, that's one of the most frustrating games i've been to since like a glenn galton era game fuck that was frustrating and boring and awful if you if you zoom out and you look at it look at it from the the entire perspective it's not a big deal but it could be well the thing i keep saying is because man people i people just love to pull out the don't freak what are you freaking out for it's like we're not freaking out but that was a game that Kate, was Dallas good in that game? No. So that's a winnable game. And when you lose winnable games in the playoffs, that's can be a big problem because for me, that's like, that's a, that's a freebie for Dallas freebies to quote Newman, because I know everybody was sucking Jake on off after the game. I was, dude, I, I saw maybe one good scoring chance in that game. That was like, wow, that was actually a pretty good save. Rest were pretty easy saves. So oh, yeah, I know perimeter Dallas, shit. Yeah, the Dallas Stars get a win without having to use their Jake Ottinger completely stole a game card. They just get a win, and they get a win without much luck. They just stole a win because the Flames weren't very sharp. So that's where you know people are like, oh, don't freak out, don't freak out. I was like, well, I'm, just, I'm not freaking out, but it's like this is the playoffs. This is not the time where it's like, you know, we're gonna oh, learn from that one. Yeah, learn. From, it's like, hey, the. You don't get the margin of error is real slim. You don't get these, you don't, you don't get do-overs. You can't just like, cause what if this gets to game seven? What if that's game seven last night? Are you sitting there going, 
oh, don't worry, guys. They still played good. It's like, no, it's like they have to win these games. So that's, I mean, what bit- re- that's what really pissed me off that it was that it was like, that's a game that this team for pretty much the entire year would have won and they yeah. didn't win it. Like that's a game that was easy, easily could have been the flames. And I know it's tight and it's playoff hockey and it's hard, but you got to have that game because yeah, man, oh man. No, I totally agree. If you're looking at, you know, championship pedigrees, a championship team who's won doesn't lose that game, dude. They find a way. If it's that close, or they at least tie it up and force overtime. But they were just too satisfied with just go leaving the series tied 1-1. Like, that's what the problem was. That's why it's so frustrating. And it's, you know, we've, we've discussed this type of style of hockey before. And when games get to, you know, what we saw in game two, even game one, but game two especially, when you're down a goal for what? 55 minutes in a hockey game at some point somebody needs to fucking will a goal in the net you can't wait for your fucking opportunity you got to create your opportunities and you have to scratch and claw like you you have to get to that next level of just sheer will and determination to create your chances i saw dube do it a couple times where he's in the corner, it's just like, no, you're not supposed to just fucking pass it around the perimeter. Just take it to the net. Yeah. Just take it to the net. Crash some bodies. Because at that point, it's just like, for the third period, you're like, okay, well, these, it was pretty apparent what was going on. Like, these guys aren't, the best line that had a chance of tying it up was the fourth line. Because they're out there playing greasy. And when you're in a game like that and it's that close and you need a fucking goal, but it's not happening because you're stuck on the perimeter all fucking night long. You need to fucking get greasy like that's so you got to change your your style and you got to play a little bit different. You can't wait for a fucking opportunity. You wait all game. You didn't get any. Like you said, what were the chances? There wasn't a lot of scoring chances. Well, the there other wasn't... thing, too, is the freaking it was like four on four for half the game. Which, like, I don't know what's going on with the officiating in this this playoffs, but... Well, it's been shit all year. It's been... Your theory of it's going to be worse in the playoffs has definitely <laughs> definitely come true. Like, it's been... I don't know what's a penalty. But at five on five, anyways, the high-danger chances were five apiece. The Flames had zero in the first period. They had one in the second period. They had four in the third period. At even strength... High danger chances, nine to seven Calgary. But again, they had one in the first, three in the second. And I mean, okay, if it's gonna be a if it's gonna be a weird game like that, you better score on the power play. Um, the power play looked like absolute shit. Power play is absolute shit. And I think they had three, they have three opportunities and they had one high danger chance. And I don't even remember what it was because it wasn't that dangerous, obviously. But yeah, like when it's a game like that, when it's like weird and special teams, your power play better be ready to roll. Like watched the Oilers game last night and I was like, holy shit, they're going to, they would steamroll us at this point if we played them. Um, 
But I mean, Daryl was talking about it, and I think that was the number one takeaway. Was that the Flames again? And I think this is where everybody's like starting to be worried because okay, game one. Let's say game one happens. I, and I was I was kind of like convincing myself I was okay with game one, you know, because they won. I was like, yeah, that's fine for a first game, but like game two, they better come out and play the game. <laughs> We've seen them play all year, and they didn't. Um, so my concern slash issue slash reason to be nervous that I think is so totally valid, even though people are like don't freak out, blah, blah, blah. It's like, I think it's totally valid to be a little nervous because apparently it seems to me anyways, some issues, particularly with the top players on this team that have plagued them in the past between the ears in their head are manifest have been manifesting in the first two games. Like you watch Johnny Gaudreau in game two. Are you telling me he's he hasn't been a different player in the two games he's played in the playoffs than he has was in the regular season? Like you want to talk about taking the puck to the net? He had three or four looks last night or last night, the other night, where in regular season we've seen him take that to the net or or take that to the middle of the ice and create a high dangerous scoring chance and you know, every time the puck hit his stick, he was avoiding traffic. He was not taking the puck to the middle of the ice. And he just looked like he was terrified to make a mistake. And I just think some of the mental stuff, like those guys who, those top guys who have had this issue in the past, um, making things happen in the playoffs, I definitely think that's, there's been some of that. And not even making it happen, but just some of the the seemingly mental uh, hurdles some of the guys on this team top players can't seem to break through and I mean I've seen a little bit of that I thought the top line was was fine and and okay in the first two games but there definitely was those moments where you know like somebody like Johnny has the puck and he just has like a split hesitation and doesn't look as confident with the puck same with a lot of the other top guys on the team and some of the guys who haven't been there before well these guys have to they gotta figure it out and what I mean by that is, I mean, we've, we talked about this on the, on the podcast before the playoffs started. And I think the couple of weeks leading up, but, you know, Johnny Gaudreau has never, has never really found that, you know, elite level, um, level of performance in the playoffs. And that's been the biggest knock on him. It's been the biggest knock on Monaghan. And I still think that, you know, there's a lot of things that contribute to that that I think are all bullshit, to be honest. Um, you know, in the past, everything was so heav- heavily relied on just Johnny and Monty. I mean, you look at, um, I think it was uh, Wedley that posted the, the, the Calgary Flames roster the last time we played Dallas. And you're just like, holy fuck. Fuck were we ass? That roster was so ass. Like Reader was on your top line. Top was, line was Reader, Monahan, Gaudreau. Yeah. Then you had Chucky wasn't no because Chuck. Yeah, he's hurt. Yeah. So you had Backland with Manji and who I don't even know. And then you had Jankowski <laughs> on your fourth line. It's Jankowski, just like, Buddy Robinson, and Richie or something. No, yeah. Derek Ryan. Yeah, this is fucking. You're looking at your line, but holy shit, no wonder they shit canned us. Plus, Ward's your fucking coach. Like, good luck. 
So, I mean, you're looking at, at playoff appearances in the past, and it's just like, you know, we've talked about it before. Like, Johnny, it, it, he wasn't able to put, you know, carry the entire team on his on his shoulders, but then we always make the, the comparison up, up in Edmonton. It's just like, well, if Dreisaitl and McDavid can't do that in a playoff series, like, you're sure as shit Johnny and Monty can't do it. You know, and then the other thing is just this whole concept of Johnny gets soft and he gets scared in the playoffs, which I think that that to me is bullshit. I think that, you know, as we kind of discussed before the, the series started, I still think that Johnny will figure it out. I still think that Chucky will figure it out. I still think that, you know, the guys who rattled off, they're going to figure it out. But they have to figure it out, which means, like, just because you have a good coach now, your team's solid and just, you know, everything is kind of working in your favor. doesn't mean just game one of the playoffs. Now Johnny's going to be a superstar in the playoffs. The, the fact that he's carrying into this season, all that past baggage, right. And all the question marks associated with them. Um, it's, it's going to take them at least a series, I think. And we might start to see flashes of it. Um, like I even like remember I, before the series started, one of my predictions was that Johnny might it might take him five or six games to really kind of to figure out how he needs to approach the game just that much differently. But at least he has the support system underneath him now. But the you know the thing that was going to be essential for him to give him time to figure it out was some secondary fucking scoring. Yeah. Um, which is why that game two is so frustrating because you got guys like Coleman, who I thought had an okay game, uh, Mangiapane, who, bro, like you have all the skills. Stop fucking second guessing, just fucking make it happen. Um, I think Backland was Backland was Backland, just kind of a lot of times just skating around, right? Um, Defoli, I thought had a good game, he had a few good chances. Yeah, he was engaged. Yeah, yeah. But that third line would be nice if they could fucking chip in. Like Dubé had a good couple chances, um, and I I still think these guys will figure it out because, I mean, the level of opponent you're playing, yeah, like, you are you are a, a better team, and we got Daryl. So any adjustments like Daryl, like if we laid a couple stinkers like this in the regular season. Where it's kind of like, why do we? You're on the perimeter all fucking game. Somebody cut to the middle of the ice. Be prepared to take a fucking hit, just to to open the play up a little bit, and then get the other guys coming in, banging a crash, and just get greasy. So we've seen it a few times, and you know this regular season when when a team when the Flames have kind of laid an egg, which we definitely did in game two, um, they've responded pretty quickly so we're back on the road i think that's gonna bode well yeah. road is huge because that's really what they need to do and that's what i was so surprised with in game two it was like because i was expecting because the first 10 minutes of game one were <clears throat> that's what i was expecting to see for oh yeah first time mentioned like fuck this is gonna be a sweep like this yeah is. like they were they, it was unbelievable it was just like holy shit yeah, this is four games like we're gonna have no problem and then the last 110 minutes have been pretty different um so that's what they need to do is just simplify their game and that's what i mean when it's like 
you see Johnny get the puck and he's not the same player. It's like, he's just like that slight hesitation when he gets the puck, when in the regular season, he would have buried that just like once he gets over that, that's why it was so frustrating. His goal, like didn't count. Um, because like, that's what he needs to do is like, just get one kind of get in a groove here and he'll be fine. But I think being on the road is going to be huge because all they, all they need to do is just like play their game. Just, just stop thinking so much. That's what it looked like last night, especially in the third period. It was like, they were thinking way too much. I don't know, like, if it's the crowd. The, the crowd was just fucking jacked, dude. The hardest working award for the game goes to the fucking crowd, dude. Well, I saw a lot of shit afterwards. Like, the dome was a mausoleum last night. It was like, I'm worried, like, it was, I thought it was bumping for how freaking boring that game was. Yeah, it was bumping. The The crowd stuck in there right to the bitter end. Like, the, the place was going bananas, the, the chance. Um, like... Yeah, the crowd did not give up on this team. No, even though a lot of fans did. Like I was fucking. Well, I'm usually when I'm in that state, I can't be loud. I'm like I'm nervous. So no, I'm just like why I yeah I so, but there was there was some serious energy coming from the crowd well into the third period. It'd be everybody was on their feet there at the very end. Um. So, and I don't know how much that plays into kind of fucking with these guys' heads a little bit which is why you say, like, yeah, if you go back on the road, all they have to concentrate on is playing hockey. Um, you don't have to try and win something for the whole crowd or whatever, but the place was jacked. And, I mean, that opening – the opening when they come out of the ice and they let the Go Flames go chant, like, that's yeah. – fuck, that's, that's amazing, phenomenal. Dude. Phenomenal. So, they, they did – and was it the first shift they scored? It was, like, the first or second. I think it might have been the first because the top line was out. So, like, you're sitting like sitting there on row three, and it was happening on the other end of the ice. You can't even see shit. Like, that's the problem with sitting in the lower bowl. I actually prefer to sit in the second bowl, but but maybe it would have been a great experience if the fucking Flames could have scored. If the only <laughs> highlight you had was Hannafin turning it over, maybe it would have been different. Yeah, I saw that right in front of me, five feet away. <laughs> no look pass right up the fucking ice. But, yeah, no, that was a fucking great atmosphere in there. So uh, I don't know. It, I after that goal was disallowed, it's just like the Flames couldn't get. And they were that was what was so weird. Like I don't think I've seen. I don't know if it was the ice. I don't know if they were nervous. I don't know if they were asleep half the night. They couldn't make a pass. They couldn't break out of their own zone. They were playing real slow. They weren't like every time the puck was dumped in, nobody was there to retrieve it. Anytime they did get a scoring chance or something close to a scoring chance, there was no follow up. There was like very. They were. They made life very easy for the Dallas stars, I thought. And that's why it was so frustrating. Yeah. So, I mean, on the flip side, they still haven't played nearly. They, they've played 10 good minutes. I think 10 excellent minutes in this series and the series is tied. So that's the flip side of that. But I think we'll see a different team tonight. And there was no, there was no shenanigans in game two. Was there? Well, okay. We got to talk about the Chucky Klingberg thing that led to the goal being offside. From my angle, I was um, in the Stars zone, like in 222. So from my angle, I kind of saw this play develop, and I could see that Kachuk is fucking with Klingberg, um, and he's offside. Because I had a lot of people say it looked like Kachuk's um, antics led like led to Johnny being able to get, get a breakaway. From, from my perspective, what I saw was that play was developing naturally, 
And it's like, it was like, I could see it happening. I was like, get on side. What are you doing? Get out of the way. Get out. And then it went in and I was like, fuck, he's offside. So I was a little annoyed with, with Mr. Chuck. It was like, dude, like you don't need to engage Klingberg 30 seconds into this game. It's a long series. You can pick your, you can pick your spots a little bit better. Can't you? What was your perspective on the, on the Chuck Klingberg thing? Well, fuck. I'm, I was down at the other end. I still, 10 minutes after the goal was, you know, not a goal. I'm still wondering what the fuck happened. Because yeah. you can't see, I mean, you're, you're at ice level. So you can't, you don't have a, a view from up above where you can see where guys are. But um, yeah, I did see that after the fact. But I'd have to look at it again, dude. Hold on, let me let me look at this real quick. Oh yeah, he was definitely busy trying to fuck with Klinberg. But how do you know the play is coming right back up the ice? I guess in hindsight, he probably would have made sure he was on side. I I just think like Kachuk, like I wish he had been because the thing is like, and he was after that he he toned it down. And it's not I'm not saying I want him to tone it down, but in that game, I, the Flames needed 40 goal Matthew Kachuk more than needed. Matthew Chuck, who's driving everybody fucking crazy. Um, yeah. And well, I mean, he, even, was, he was lights out in game one. So, yeah. Even even in game one, when he fights, is it Kunin? Uh, Raffle. Raffle, yeah. Raffle. yeah. He fights Raffle, you're just like, okay, we just swapped uh, our 40 goal, 100 yeah. point, you know, top line guy for a fucking fourth line plug. Like, so, yeah. It's just like he, and he's been excellent at this all year, is managing this a little bit better than he has in years past. But, he's he's got to manage it like they need this guy on the ice scoring goals yeah it was cool though after game one because daryl gets asked would you you rather (laughs) would you rather not see matthew kachuk fighting no i rather would see it (laughs) i rather would see it (laughs) fucking daryl's great eh? i think that dude like for the for the way this series is developing that the raffle is, um, yeah, I think he's been the most impactful player right, on either side. Well, and that's the other thing too is like, I didn't even realize half the stars were playing right. Like the Flames have done a good job defensively, and I mean Markstrom's been great. It's just like I can't believe that there's been no offense. Like this team scored like almost 300 goals this year, and it's like they look like the freaking 2004 team in trying to score goals right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, too much perimeter play, but you know that Daryl's going to, like Daryl already knows. I'm watching the press conference today. And he's just yeah. saying, yeah, we got to get to the middle of the ice. Got to get to the so, middle of the ice. And he had a great quote. Somebody asked him like, oh, how do you prevent from being, how do you, you know, like, cause Dallas is a really big defense who likes good at boxing guys out and preventing rebound chances. Coming getting to the front of the net and getting. Exactly that. If I stand there beside you, are you going to try and get around me or am I just going to keep you there? That's the difference. It's not any different. Put skates on. That's you ask that question. That's best way to see it, right? Is the only way. The only way to do it is to just do it. You got to bear down and do it. That's yep. what they need to do. You got to get greasy and shoot the puck more, which I totally agree with. He was. He he said this multiple times this year in games like this. But it's like you can't pass the puck into the net. Yeah. I think they're going to figure it out. They got Daryl. He knows exactly what the problem is. He's going to tell them exactly how to fix it. Now they have to execute. 
we've seen it in you know all season long they're how they respond they're on the road i think though as well yeah. it'll be interesting though because you got to be careful that first period the dallas crowd is going to be jacked the team like it'd be nice if if our team would feed off the crowd's energy for once eh? instead of freaking out about it exactly like fuck you mean like so you got to be careful with the first 10 minutes or so you weather the weather the storm but maybe maybe they'll it'll dial them in so we'll see what happens but and you know like traditionally like you see looking at, at this team's season they they're going to know how to manage the crowd too right like the game plan going is probably get an early goal silence the crowd up and then control the game from there on but I don't know, man. Like you said, the scary part about it is that you just gave them a free game. Ottinger didn't have to steal a game. But I, I guess if he gets a shutout, then maybe technically he kind of he kind of does in a sense. But we'll see what happens. We'll see what adjustments there are. Um, I don't think there's going to be any personnel adjustments, but fuck, I'd try to see Rasij get in there instead of Richie, man. Yeah, like that's what you need desperately because that's what a lot of the analysis was going into this series. I was like, okay, you have two really good uh, top lines facing off. This is going to come down to who has better depth players. The Flames obviously do, but they need to generate some offense. Like They got to execute. Right? And I mean, for as much as I was just saying, like I thought Goudreau didn't look confident or he looked nervous or whatever, or seemed to have something going on and it was thinking too much. The top line still outchanced, uh, like, they still generated most of the scoring chances in the last two games. Um, so those, those middle six guys need to get scoring some goals here. You need a guy to have a big one. You need a guy like Coleman to bang one in, but yeah, fuck dude. Where's each would really help that bottom line because I mean, I don't think <laughs> the, uh, you didn't need three big hits. You didn't need like three guys banging bodies last night. You needed a guy who could generate some offense. Um, does Richie even bang the body? Like, not even really. Like maybe in game one, Richie better pick it up, dude. So, like, you're if you're Richie, your your fourth line role is so fucking minimally defined. So, like, bang some bodies, bro. Like, and he, he needs, needs some guys. He, he needs to be more physical. Yeah, if he's gonna be there, he needs to utilize his actual skill set. But man. I, I really hope the Flames – it's so weird because it's like apparently if you want to shut down the Flames offense, you just play the trap. Like, holy fuck, Dallas just literally clogged up the neutral zone and took advantage of one mistake and won the game. It was brutal to watch. But the Flames got to just figure out how to get past that. And that's what was so frustrating is like they were having to dump the puck in a little bit more, but then there was nobody retrieving the puck. The four-check seemed to be non-existent. It just seemed every defining feature of their game – that was so good all regular season was just like nullified. Yeah. I was like, fuck, we can't seem to execute it all. So just play your game. That's all you got to do tonight. Just play the game you've been playing that you played for 82 games this season. That's it. So game one, there's, um, there's some drama, right? I mean, game one's different than game two. Cause Game two would have been a hell of a lot different if you forced overtime. You know, then we're probably having a, a different conversation because then they actually found a way. Game one's a bit different because, I mean, you had the early lead and you held on to it all game and you didn't give up much. And that's the other thing that Daryl's 
saying after the, the, the first two games is the Flames are giving up very little in terms of scoring chances. Yeah. Now they got to do better to generate their own, but the one end of the rink, they're playing well. Um, so game one, you got the lead. You're, you're in control of the game. That first 10 minutes, like, fuck, like you said. They were unbelievable. Yeah, they got to get back to that. Um, but then Chucky rocks Haskinen. <laughs> just was that at the end of the first it was Klingberg, didn't wasn't it? Was it Klingberg? Yeah. At the end of the first period? Just freaking nailed him. Just fucking steamrolls him. Like perfect hit. So then Raffle goes at it with Kachuk. Kachuk's he's flailing it. Just... Dude, okay, we gotta fit in our worst friend of the show, Kelly Rudy. Kelly, you don't have to pretend you hate the flames. You realize this, right? Because uh What's his nuts? Raffle like kind of like sticks Kachuk in the he trips him. And in the intermission, Kelly's like, oh, Kachuk dove, he's diving. Mm, he dove. It's like Kelly tries way too hard to pretend he doesn't have a flames bias. Yeah, I mean, it Chucky embellished a bit, but everybody's trying to get that extra inch this time of year, and that's Chucky's game. So Kelly, you don't be so fucking surprised. So then Raffle and uh Chucky go toe-to-toe, and then uh, news to me. Apparently it's a penalty now. I did you know? Did you know about this rule? If it's the second fight, there's an automatic game misconduct. I had no clue. I knew there's a rule in like the last ten minutes of a game, and that's yeah, why coaches was, always gets fined. But I didn't think it was like there's a secondary fight in the last. Like what is that? Never heard of that before. Coming back to this, I mean, we, we went off on the league a little bit last episode, but what? You don't want this as a league? More fighting? You want less? I guess they're trying to protect the players. Yeah, bullshit. They're trying to protect the players. Gary Bettman won't even admit that like CTE exists. Like, fuck right off. They're just trying to protect their little image where they want hockey to be. It's such a fun family affair. Mm. Meanwhile, the crowd's going bananas. The only reason anybody paid any attention to that otherwise boring game was because of all the awesome rough stuff. So... You're welcome. Matthew Kachuk should be getting royalties from the NHL for making shit happen that people want to watch. Shit. So, Klinberg and Rass, um, what'd you think of this little altercation? Klinberg apparently had an issue. Klinberg is such a bitch. What is his problem? Dude, that was ultimate bitch, eh? Little bitch comes up to, like, Rass is just standing there, right? And Well, I'm sure Rass is chirping, but... Oh, for sure. But then he, he says, okay, well, then let's go. I don't know if Rass knew about the rule or not, and that's why you know he declined. Well, he first, probably or... didn't want to. He probably didn't want to get a penalty. And I'm like, I don't, I don't want Rasmus Anderson off the ice. I know Klingberg is an important guy, but I'd rather have Rasmus. I don't want <laughs> to trade Anderson for Klingberg, but like Klingberg should have got a, a instigator or some shit. I don't know. Like, he started it. Yeah. But then Buddy feeds him his lunch. So that was fucking great, eh? And then he's whining about it. Like nice fucking teeth, bro. He's he thinks he's tough. He's not tough. It's like he just beat your face in. Take the L, bud. Bro, you engaged him. He declined, and then he beat the shit out of you. <laughs> nice teeth. So that was that screwed the game up for sure. You're out you're without your number one defenseman. Um, but I mean it was awesome. Yeah, that was fucking great. I wouldn't have it any other way. And then Haskins, like, or as Klingberg's, like, we're gonna go after him. And you're just like, yeah, okay, what? but for what? 
Like it would be one thing if it was like, yo, fucking her. Remember in Geo Need uh McDavid? Which time? <laughs> Either or Geo. Remember when Geo breaks his leg? I can see me. <gasps> it's like the last game of the year. It doesn't matter. Fucking Geo is just like going for it anyways. Oh yeah, never gets up on one shift. I could see maybe then, yeah, we're gonna go after him. But like, yeah, it's like <laughs> I'm pretty sure everybody in the stars is like, bro, we're we're not going after him. <laughs> it's like John, shut the fuck up. Yo, what are you talking about? Hillbilly John, get some teeth, bro. What's yeah, fuck. Anyways, it was awesome. He looks like he looks like a fucking. He looks like he should be. Like give him a raw fish after the game. Everybody's having. Orange slices, and he's he's got a sardine. I was gonna say I was gonna be a little more crude and said he looks like he should be like on the corner of like Hollywood and Vine, you know, selling his selling something we won't speak of. Selling that gap in his teeth. Eh? That's right. Good for, good for something, I guess. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, I mean, like as a whole, the series hasn't really brought too much storyline yet hey has it well yeah i I think these i think so far the first two games you're you're what you're seeing is the beginning of storyline we don't know what that storyline will be i still think the flames i cannot see them losing this they can't lose to dallas they can't lose to this team like again if you want like for all of the thing is everybody's worried because i don't know how you can't be and if you're saying like there's not a part of you that's like here we go again i you're lying i'm sorry because there has to be it's kind of like with the leafs it's like until they do it you're always gonna have that like oh man here we go right like so i think they're gonna do it i'm like 99 percent, but it's like that's always in the back of everybody's mind is another first round where they just can't get it done. It's always going to be in the back of your mind, no matter what. So I think that's where game two gets a little, it's like being there and having paid a lot of money to go and for you um, to drive there and pay a lot of money to go. It was extra fucking maddening, but there is a, there's a, there's a response there's a more visceral response because I wanted to see them blow the stars socks off in game two. Yeah. And just put this to bed. I didn't, I didn't want to, you know, and obviously it's playoffs. There's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be stuff where you're feeling nervous, but you want to, to see more of what you saw in the first 10 minutes of game one, where it was like, yeah, they're going to fucking kill them as they should. So until they, you know, if they put a great game together tonight, they, they need to do what the Oilers did last night against the Kings. You don't necessarily need to blow them out eight to two, but you need to have a game that's like, okay, here we go. There we go. That's the Flames. They they dominated. They killed them. I think once they have a game like that, maybe they don't have a game like that. But then and only then will I be like, okay, we can do this. We got this 100% because the seed of doubt's always going to be there. Yeah, 100%. I, I don't know how it can't be. If you're like one of these people who's like, oh, yeah, everything's fine. It's like, I don't know how you can't have that seed of dough. And it's not even a big seed. It's just freaking little. But it's like, yeah, I've seen this team go past the first round like once ever. So, I mean, if we had if we had any other coach, the yeah, like, yeah, then I'd, I'd, be I'd, I'd be I would be freaking out. Yeah. But just the fact that we have him alone, he could win us. A, he could win us this series. Um 
he could be the X factor. Well, and whereas... Dallas sucks. <laughs> like they suck. They just sucked on game in game two. That's why it was so annoying. The flames lost. like Dallas stinks. All they can do is like clog up the neutral zone and pray to God. Noah Hannafin gives them a gift. Like that's all they can do. It's unbelievable. Like Dallas is just like dragging these guys into this hellscape of horrible, boring hockey. And it worked for one game, but I don't think you can win. I don't know. That's tough to win that uh, seven-game series against a team like the Flames doing that. Hey, folks, just got to fit in a word from our sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook. So the playoffs are going on, and DraftKings has an unreal offer for the most exciting playoffs in all of sports as long as you discount game two of the Dallas Calgary series. New customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and you get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. DraftKings is really easy to use. It's safe. It's secure. It's reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That code is THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. All right. Well, we'll see what how the series continues to unfold. We got a game here tonight. Is it is game when Monday next one after this? Uh, probably. One day off. Do you want to anything else on, on this series so far? You want to touch on? But we'll take a look around elsewhere. Yeah, I don't know. It's just. We're still waiting. The toe has, yeah, we're still waiting. Right. And that's why it's like, I, it's, it's hard to get into it because I didn't really expect to be waiting. I I thought after games one and two, we'd kind of have a handle on, on where the flames are at. And they they still haven't really, the rubber still hasn't really hit the road with them yet. Yeah. But I think that this was always going to be part of the process, right? Like, like these guys need to, just as they need, needed to learn how to, to play regular season hockey, which they they did, but remember last year, yeah, like, yeah, like when Sutter came and it was still like, what, it, the f- it, what are they it doing? Took it took twenty, to, it took twenty to thirty games for this yeah. for this team really to sink in, right? The offseason preparation helped. I mean, they've been prepared for this all season long. Now they're living it. I think that it's just a matter of time before everything starts to click, but. There is going to be a process, and Dallas is going to be that team that's going to make you figure it out. Like it's, they're not going to give you any freebies, and in a sense, I think that's a good thing because. Well, and that's what my takeaway after Game One was, and then I, my expectations were just higher for Game Two. Was like, I'm glad Game One was hard for them to win, and they hopefully realize that this is going to be a freaking hard series to win, and they have to play a certain way to win, and they have to stick to the game plan to win. That was my takeaway after game one. Game two was just, a, a, I think, a letdown for a lot of people. Yeah, but it's also a wake-up call and a, a yeah. learning experience for these guys. Um, you know that they're going to buy in to whatever Sutter's telling them. So, like, they've done it all season long. They trust this guy. But, what you know, from my perspective coming into this series, you already knew Dallas was going to push you through a threshold in order to beat them. And they're very beatable, but you still have to put in the work and you still have to play the right way. So, but I like, do you recall, uh, uh, like how many teams, unless, unless you're, you're heavily outmatching the other team, how do you win a series playing on the perimeter? 
in playoffs. You can't. In the fucking playoffs. Every single goal is dirty. Like, there's always – most of the goals are dirty, right and tight. Rebounds, have a shooting mentality, getting those getting those hard goals. Yeah. So, we got to see more of that tonight. Um, I don't Everybody think – take he, a page out of Dubé's book. Just do what, do more of what Dubé's doing. Yeah, you would think Coleman would be able to, to do that. That yarn croak. Maybe that third line is going to be – the line that gets it done for us tonight, we'll see. But I mean, you're not going to finesse. You're going to finesse your way through Dallas, dude. It's not going to happen. No, like you're gonna, you're gonna have to. They're trying to drag. They're dragging you into a gutter. And I mean, I've heard people say this all year. It's like that's the great thing about the Flames. They can play either way. They can play any way you want to. It's like okay, well, we need to play. We gotta see some ugly goals then. Some greasy just and score on the score on the motherfucking power play. Yeah, you got to get at least one part of the goal tonight. Because that could have been the difference in game in game two. It was like, get a power play goal, we're all good. All right, so outside of uh, the Flame series, what uh, series have you enjoyed? I just have to say one other thing about the Stars. Yep. Have you ever heard Rick Bonus's uh, press conferences? I, I did hear one. Why is he talking like this all the time? He's talking like <laughs> Oh, what the hell's wrong with that man? He's kind of a he's kind of his own peanuts character, eh? You know he looks like his um fuck, what's his name from uh Rick Moranis and what's the other guy from fucking Strange Brew? Dude, he totally looks like Dave Thomas. Yeah, Dave Thomas. Holy not, shit. Not the Wendy's Dave Thomas. He looks like old Dave Thomas when he was old and fat. Wow. Good call. Spitting image. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. I, I just want this flame. I'm just sitting here all day. So I'm like the meme. I'm like the, uh, uh, the Narcos meme where he's just standing. That's me right now. I just, we got to get, I want this game to get rolling. I'm so glad it's seven 39, not eight extra half hours. Great. Fuck that win tonight, dude. You have to win tonight. See, but the thing is like, I was feeling so good about game two. I had bad vibes. I and you know what? Somebody immediately uh, DM me and said, "Yo, dipshit! I thought you were gonna stay away from the dome in the first round." Yeah, no. I was, I was explaining last week that the last few times I've been there in the playoffs, it's been it's been trouble. So I apologize. I knew it. I I contemplated buying those stupid tickets all day. I was like, "No, I can't do it. It's just bad. It's a bad vibe." So it's my, if if you blame anybody, blame me, guys. It's my fault. Hey, what's up, Sea of Red? Support for In the Dome is brought to you by Manscaped. They're sponsoring our first-round coverage of the Dallas Flames series. Manscaped is the best in below-the-waist men's grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped Performance Package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Listen, we were both at games, game two, and I walked by the red lot. I saw a lot of people who could use... Listen, I was on Neckbeard Patrol... I was a little disappointed because I thought neck beards and poor grooming habits were only a thing up in Edmonton. So next time I'm at the Dome, I want to make sure that all you boys are looking good, finely trimmed up, nice and groomed. And I mean, it was hot out too, so I know there was probably a ton of sweaty balls. So for those of you who fit into either one of those categories, please join over 4 million men worldwide who dress Manscaped with this exclusive offer. 20% 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code DOME, D-O-M-E, at manscaped.com. You want to look like Erica Branson. You don't want to look like Connor McDavid. So take care of yourself. 
Go to manscaped.com and get 20% off and free shipping with the code D-O-M-E. I stand before you with dry balls, Your Honor. My balls remain dry. <sighs> you owe me I did see all the bro. Flames wives before the, or whatever they are, girlfriends. Hey, before you, the said game. They were, you said they were getting gunned, eh? I was face-to-face with Backlund's wife. I, I didn't say anything because I thought that would be a bit rude. Is she hot? It'd be like, yo, uh, Frida, could you tell Michael to, you know, focus a little bit better? I don't know. They were all getting plastered. They all look the same. They have to wear those jackets with the corresponding flames names to get their, uh, so you can tell them apart. They're just like all made in the lab somewhere. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Elsewhere around the league, what series do you like? Well, the Leafs one has me very interested, dude. The Leafs one has been, I think, the funnest to watch. I watched most of the game yesterday. I thought the Lightning were gonna were gonna tie it up. Uh, major credit to Toronto. I honestly, that's the one I've watched the most of. And then, I mean, okay, the Oilers one started phenomenally. I was on top of the world in Game One after that. Um, but I had I couldn't stomach watching it very much last night. So I, I've mostly been into the Leafs and Lightning. Um, there hasn't been really many, many fireworks anywhere else. Like, I mean, that Leafs and Lightning series really has been the best. The Boston and Carolina has had um, has had some shit going on with slashes and whatnot. But I'm blown away at how dominant the Canes were in games one and two, though. Yeah. I underestimated the Canes. I mean, the, the one other one, I guess, is the Pittsburgh-New York one, which I haven't been able to watch very much of because the games are always on early. And I'm usually watching um, the Toronto one if there's an early game. That one's been pretty crazy with the overtime game. And now the Penguins don't have a goalie. It's pretty wild. Yeah, it's fucked, eh? And then, holy shit, can we do a prayer? We should have all done a prayer circle for poor Dave Riddick. Oh boy! After that first period, that was hard. That was hard to watch, dude. Dude, that was hard to watch. Like, not many. Like, even Geo. Like, I don't really give a shit about the Leafs and stuff. Like, all these guys used to play, but you watch Dave Riddick get shelled for what five goals, Oof. and you just like, how do you not? Oh my lord! I I I'm praying for Dave. Dave, we're praying for you. Okay, man. Um, we'll probably wrap it up there. I mean, we're still we're waiting for. We don't know the storyline yet. Games one and two are setting the the table for the storyline to come, but we'll see what happens in the this following week. I think they're going to come out flying tonight. I think it's going to be a good game tonight. 